0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW Group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Lock Talk Radio.
2: But time-
3: that was a mistake on their part. But I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight, and before we get to the interviews and get to the show, with this being a faith broadcast, if you will, we open up with worship, and there are some specific zones the few that I'm going to play because the stories that you're going to hear from these women tonight, part two of their stories, I want you all to know and I want the women to know, I want the ladies to know that despite everything that you have went through, the Lord Jesus Christ is there with you. And that was the specific reason why I chose this show today. So I'm a cup I'm going to play a couple a couple of songs. The first one, Alabaster Box by C. C. Wyman, listen to the word. Know the heart of our Lord who loves us. And then after that, I'm going to open up with prayer and we'll get right to the interview. So sit back and enjoy and just reflect on the goodness of the Lord.
2: The tears that made her
3: I'm going to leave that song playing in the background softly But we're going to go ahead and get the show started And we'll play some worship at the end of the show But first I'm going to open up with the word of prayer Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ Lord God, we thank you for another opportunity To host reality in Christ's worship and word, Lord God. Father, I thank you for these women that are here today to share their stories. And I also thank you for a very special friend who called in today to share with and encourage these women, Lord God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that after tonight, after the show tonight, in And being able to share their stories, that these women will know that not only do they have your love and support, but there are people who truly support them and are fighting for them. Father, we thank you and we bless you. And I ask you to bless each and every guest here tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, once again, I want to welcome everybody to Reality in Christ Worship and Word. This is a very special broadcast because we're doing part two of a previous interview of the women of Devil Rivera. But the way the way we're going to do this, I have a special guest, a, a dear friend of mine, who is now. Well, first of all, she started an organization called Women for Life. She's a phenomenal Christian. She's a Texas state legislator, and I asked her to come on, ladies, to be of an of encouragement to you because she has a phenomenal story herself. She's also, I also want to wish her a happy 25th wedding anniversary. But this dear lady is someone that you all can draw encouragement from. And she tells a little bit of her story. Then I will bring you all along because she, she has to she has go Because, like I said, she God blessed her. She God blessed us to have one of our true warriors in the legislature. Hopefully, if God will, someday she'll end up in Washington. So, please join me in welcoming Molly Suzanne White to the show. Molly, welcome back. I have not been on the show with you in a long time, but thank you for agreeing to be on the show tonight. Well, Thomas,
4: it is a wonderful blessing to be on your show. And, you know, as I listen to you and I've, I've gotten to know you, um, what a heart you have for women, and admirable, and so um, manly. And I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you, and, and how much you really care. For women and children and, and uh you're a true defender of life and of womanhood and I, I just thank you and I pray the Lord will continue to bless you um as you speak out and as you um, make aware of the uh, the suffering and the um really the attack against womanhood that is going on in our world today.
3: Right. And thank you for those words of encouragement. So, Molly, if you will, and then I'm going to bring the ladies on. Um, They'll share a little bit of their story. And if they have, ladies, if you have any questions for Molly and Elaine, I know you're listening, I am going to connect you to um, All Fair because in what you're doing, I believe Molly can be a very valuable asset. But, Molly, if you will share a little bit of your story with the ladies so they can kind of get an idea of who you are, what you came from, went through, and how God has brought healing to your life.
4: You know, I'm going to go back to birth control since this is a subject that you're talking about. You know, as a young woman, my mother put me on birth control um, as a, I guess, so oh, I think she was um, afraid of what might happen if I was, you know, became sexually active. And, um, you know, doctors never told me that there would be any kind of health risks whatsoever, especially the younger you are and the longer that you're on them. And with each pill, and if you go to my website, like you mentioned earlier, I have uh, every form of of birth control and contraceptives on my website and all of the serious health risks that are involved that uh, are are known to each one of these uh, forms of, of birth control and contraceptives but no one tells us that you know um, so um, I was on birth control, didn't do it very well did become sexually active did uh, get pregnant when I was in my early 20s and um, you know, went to a doctor for a pregnancy test, and he assumed that I wasn't happy and told me about abortion and that it was quick and easy my wife would be all back to normal again, there's no risks involved, everything will be hunky- dory, and being young and naive, you know I believed him, and so I started um, um, thinking about that choice and Rationalizing it, you know, we all can pr- play mind games. Well, I don't have to shame my parents. The boy, the the father, the child already left me. I don't want to be a single mother. What people look like. I you mean, know, all these things we start rationalizing. But I I did though um, want to know the answer to a couple of questions to help me make my so-called choice. And I asked about the fetal development. Probably about ten weeks pregnant. And They say it was just the size of a dot of an I, and, um, uh, and that there wasn't any risk involved whatsoever. Well, it took years, trauma, of going to that abortion to realize they lied to me. They both, face lied to me. Um, and I went through that horrible, uh, shameful, painful experience that left me very traumatized, very wounded very angry, Um, you know, just running from the truth. I had to run from the truth. I couldn't face the fact that I just ended my baby's life. So I, you know, drank more. I experienced more drugs and was very sexually promiscuous because I was angry at men. I just wanted to use them and leave them. And, And, of course, you know, sooner or later it's going to catch up with you again. And I did get pregnant again some years later and was really pressured to having an abortion, and I buckled under pressure and uh, had an unwanted abortion, even though I tried to back out even before the, even before the procedure even started and was not given any options, um, did not know that there were crises pregnancy centers, did not know there's places that I could go to get help, did not know that it was really illegal for someone to force pressure or coerce me into having an unwanted abortion. So that second abortion, you know, just really sealed the deal. I mean, I was a walking dead woman uh, for 13 years, and my life did not get back to normal. You know, I did get married in between that time and uh, suffered tremendous depression. Um, Jesus revealed himself to me one day through the witness of an African-American woman who didn't know me. She didn't know my story. She just knew this man named Jesus, and she loved him with all of her heart. And she told me about him, and I could see him in her face. I can't tell you what she looks like because I've never seen her again. But I saw Jesus, and I saw this love come pouring out to me. And it was like this love that was drawing me in, calling to me, you know, reaching reaching out to me. And so I um, told my husband, you know, what? what I'd experienced that day at work, took me to church, I did um, surrender my life to the Lord, repented of my sins, even though I couldn't mention abortions out loud in particular, and was growing in the Lord pretty well, but I am still not walking in the joy of the Lord, which comes when you realize that you've been forgiven. And it comes when you allow God to take you on that healing journey, and and it's different. It's a different length of time. I'm sure for each woman. Um, but I I went on a long healing journey, and um, some what thirteen years later, I had an opportunity to get involved with a group called Operation Outcry, which is women who've been hurt by abortion who share our legal affidavits and our stories. To help overturn o. V. Roe v. Wade, to help pass pro-life laws, to educate the church, lawmakers here in our state and our nation and around the world, and 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 God has you know used the Revelation 11:12. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and we did not love our lives even unto death. You know God has used that tremendous sorrow and pain in my life and as thousands and thousands of other women to do something good with it. And that's why I want to encourage the ladies who are coming on to share their testimony. First of all, I want to thank them. Because the more you speak the truth about what hurts you and, and, and the deception behind birth control, and the more we overcome the lies of the enemy, the more God will use it to educate other women to reach out because there's going to be thousands and thousands of women with your same story and, and they, need to, they need a hand up from the pit that they're in and God's going to use you to give them that hand up out of despair of the, the horrible side effects and you know not just birth control feel. of course that HPV virus shot very very risky to our health and our reproductive Help, um, but I just want to encourage you to to be vulnerable before man, before God, because God will lift you up. He will use your your pain and your trauma, uh, and turn your your mourning into dancing, and to use it to to reach out to a lost and deceived and hurting world.
3: Amen. Molly, I want to ask you this because. Uh, My friend Elaine, who I'm about to bring on, and then I'm going to bring on each lady one by one, and I'm going to say your area codes, and then I'll have you introduce yourselves. But one thing I wanted to know, Molly, is I know you're you're a Texas state legislator, right, in Texas? Well,
4: I, you know, God, you know, God is, well, I tell you, when you surrender your life to to be used by the Lord in any way he wants to use you, you better pack your bags and get a passport because he's going to take you places, places you've never been dreamt of, of doing. And so he called me to run for uh, state representative in Texas back in October. I was asked, but I know when the Holy Spirit, tweaking my spirit, and I knew that God was saying something to me. And through a lot of prayer and fasting, I knew that he was calling me to run against a um, an incumbent here locally who was just, just not a very good representative. And so I just said, okay, Lord, I have no money and no name recognition. I'm going against a 3 term incumbent with a lot of money, uh, but I'm trusting in you. So I worked real hard. I raised 26000 he spent over 200000 in attack ads, and um, but I beat him <laughs> very badly, um, which was I, I knew Laura was going to put me and use me somehow, even if, it were, even if I didn't win. I, I really changed a lot of hearts and minds about birth control and abortion during my campaign, um, going door-to-door and meeting voters. But I knew right. uh, if he wanted me to win, he has a plan for me in the Texas legislature. And, and I'm hopefully part of that plan is to be bold and courageous, speak the truth even though people don't want to hear it, and to be person that hurting women that are serving in the House of Representatives can trust with their stories.
3: Amen. And what what I wanted to know because I know with you being Texas legislator, um, with the kind of work and Elaine will explain what she does but say um, she wanted to collaborate with you to draft legislation to protect women from death or and these other,
5: other types right. of health
3: controls. Would, you, would that be something that you would be open to doing? I would love it,
4: Elaine. <laughs> I'll give you my personal phone number when we connect because that is something I very much want to address. And, and not just let, Rivera, but all the birth control right. and HIV, which. Uh, but yes, I would definitely
3: be interested in working with you. Well, let me let me bring her let me bring her on first, and I'll let her comment on that, and then I'm gonna bring on each woman. We got a full show. God, thank you, ladies, for being bold to call in. So let me bring in. Elaine. Elaine, welcome back, my friend. Um, thank you for gathering the ladies to come back. And Elaine, this is Molly. Molly, this is Elaine. Molly, you incidentally may know her story, actually, because Elaine is the woman who broke the story in North Carolina about the forced sterilization of black women. And poor people. That's that's Elaine. Wow, so, Elaine!
4: Well, praise God for you, and it's no, very... thank God for you too.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, you know, uh, we got to speak out, and we got to do what is right, no matter um, how hard it may be.
1: I agree, and and I want you, and I want to thank you for your testimony. I think it's awesome. Sorry about the abortions But what you deal with your life afterwards My goodness gracious You know if women You know we just have to learn how to Protect each other now Since there is a war against Women and against women Reproductive system You know and uh, we have to Educate each other and, and, And just make you know Just bring awareness to the public About what is going on With the woman's body that women have the right to choose. Women have the right to, have to be given an option. But when women edu- are not an given educated an option, choice. <laughs> then we have issues. We are having serious issues now. So, I want again, I want to thank you for being on the show tonight and uh, want to share with me. And I believe we have a lot of stuff to do out here.
4: Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Yeah, and women do need to be educated, but I've been in this uh, for a long time. And when I first started out in the pro-life movement, you know, I I was still uh, okay with birth control. My goodness, I was on all kinds, um, I was on the IUD and appeal, and, you know. But boy, the more I got involved, of course, the more I started reading the word, too, about God's plan for, for life and family, certainly not in there. And then right. you start researching and you find out about Margaret Sanger, and then you start digging a little deeper. My gosh, birth control is about population control. Exactly, exactly. And it, yeah, and, and so that's what women and men need to understand. And, you so, know, I've, I've attended international health conferences where they were bold enough to even tell women, the fewer the people are, the more you'll be able to have you know so they they're very wow. brave and about it in some places, you know, very much in the population control and, and my goodness and they you know the war on women is not uh coming from the conservative Christian side. <laughs> Um, it's a war uh, to keep us from having children at the at the cost of our very life and our health and our happiness.
1: That is so That's true. Right. I I agree 100% with you on that. And this is why we need to get together and we need to try to you know voice our opinion and voice our you know just let your voices our voices be heard that we are not going to stand for this anymore we are not going to lay down and take this you can't come into my body and you cannot invade my body because because of greed
6: you know, I will not.
1: You know, when I was, I, you know, I was a victim of rape when I was thirteen years old, and mm-hmm. at the uh, age of fourteen, of course, my life was threatened that if I ever told anybody that I was gonna, that he was going to kill me. So I, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't have nobody to, you know, take care of me. So I was like a little lost soul out there, you know, at the at the at the hands of this rapist. You know, and believe me, he would have killed me. I mean, I was a tiny thing, and he was like 210 pounds and 6 feet 1, you know, and he threatened my life, and he knew he could get away with it because of my background, Uh, you know, my parents being in prison and all. And uh, so I couldn't tell anybody. So at the age of 14, you know, I was actually gutted open like a hog, and I don't mind telling it because that's what it was. And Um. when they – cut me open to deliver my I got pregnant for the rape, and when they cut me open to deliver my son, they didn't put me back together again, I mean, the way they they should have. So eventually, uh, at the age of 19, 20, I ended up having to have a partial hysterectomy. I mean, well, not when it took my tube out because it was so severely damaged. And this is one of the reasons why I actually go and speak up for our women because mm-hmm. our women that's on that depo they did not know about no types of side effects they thought it was normal for them to be feeling you know, uh, sick all the time or, and all of this stuff because they didn't give them um, uh, they didn't tell them about the side effects but getting back to me you know I had to live with that I know what it is to suffer I know what it is want the hole or the floor to open up and just fall through it. I mean, I was so ashamed. I didn't find out, by the way, until I was 19 years old that this had happened to me.
6: Mm -hmm. You know, and
1: I know how my heart grieved and how my heart bled because I wanted a baby so bad, and I still do. But, Uh you know, uh, finally I ended up having to have a total hysterectomy. I mean, I hemorrhaged. You know, like maybe 17 days out of a month, every month, didn't even sit down, didn't even know when the blood was going to come down. You know, I, it, I could be anywhere. So, you, you know, doing all this pain and grieving, I too developed a relationship, a very close relationship with God because I had nobody else but him to talk to me and to walk with me on this journey. You know, anything I mean, you know, I was like a little lost soul So, you know, and he brought me through it And I'm still Amen. dealing with it And um, it just made me want to just go out there And just, you know, just save our women And teach them about their bodies And what's going on with their bodies And about informed consent And and, and all of that stuff Amen. Yeah.
4: Elaine, <laughs> wow Right <laughs> Terrible, terrible tragedy. And, you know, I I ended up having a, a partial hysterectomy myself as a young woman. Um, and so I know, you know, the trauma of that and also set open to have babies. So, you know, and and I'm, you know, that brings up a whole lot of things, you know. They do this yeah.
5: too yeah. regularly.
4: But, you know, um, what happened to you? Of course, we didn't know as young women that we should have been able to sue. But pharmaceutical companies hold back enough cash to handle lawsuits out of court for their poisonous products that they push out on the market. And so they settle uh, lawsuits um, with birth control and whatever else drugs they have out there that I don't take. But um, we do need to really work on legislation or... Education that if you suffer side effects, you sue right away and get on TV.
0: Well, and, you no, know, don't, it took
4: don't me don't seven 40 years. years. Get on TV and, and, and make it known. But, but for you, Elaine, I, you reminded me when I had my youngest daughter. My dad, I have two living children. They brought in a young African-American woman in my You know, we shared a room. And we just had babies. And they came in there that morning and asked her if she wanted to have her tubes tied. Well, she that's, that's it. Her,
1: she was only in her early 20s. They didn't see, come the, over and ask wow. Well, see, that's, that's, how, that's how they do that. And not only do they, they do that with uh, tubercle ligations uh, with the black woman. You know, they as soon as she have a baby now, they would go in there and which we're gonna talk about a little later on, uh, and introduce her to the Depot Pavera. Uh-huh. And, and and the worst part about it is most of these women, because they cannot afford to buy milk for their babies, they end up having to breastfeed their children, honey. And oh. and, 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 and so you're not only giving one person the depo shot. You're giving two babies because the depo gets into the mother's milk. But the doctors oh tell gosh. these people that it's okay to breastfeed your child.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. then you want to
1: know why we have learning disabilities in school. and oh, yeah, the rampant, and, rampant, yeah, I mean, rampant, really? autism, everything. I mean, My really? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, okay. so this is a product of what you created, and then you're going to go out there in the mainstream media and you're going to ridicule these children because they can't learn, but you don't tell the whole truth. Exactly, right. and you know that's the one thing about the Affordable
4: Care Act that I really oppose because I know the reason behind it is to push the birth control pill and abortion on every woman.
1: Yeah, well, why do you think why why, why, why do
4: you think they were pushing that so much is so that women would have free access to birth control pill? Let me tell you, this is not about affordable care or health care. It's about population control. Get the birth right. control into every home. And, and that's I, and why I
1: oppose it. And this is hey, why. Ryan, uh, yeah. Elaine, yes. I am
3: going to, uh, I'm going to start, um, and then you guys can finish the conversation, but I want to bring okay. the ladies into the conversation. because okay. Elaine, okay, why you guys, to go on and
6: off? <laughs> yes, no, 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 Kwame no, is
3: that's, no, that's fine, that, that's fine. Kwame hasn't, yeah, he's here. He, he's him, there. But I'm a. Yeah, he is here, 202 Area Code. But I'm going to bring each lady on and have her introduce herself, and then I'm going to have them one by one share what happened to them. And Molly, Elaine, then I'm going to bring Kwame on and have him talk about the Rebecca Project in um, relation to what you all are doing because you know what? this is This is very, very important show. And it's a very important topic. And don't worry about running out of time because we still have one hour and 21 minutes. This was a two-hour show. So just to, just to let you know how important this issue is to me, you know, see, most people don't know, even though I'm on two pro-life videos, and I don't share a lot about my story, but I'm a tubal pregnancy survivor, and that's a whole other story. I'll go into that on a different time, different show. But first, area code, I think I know who this is, but I'm not going to say, but I think I know who this is. Area code 479, who are we speaking to? Introduce yourself.
7: This is Debbie.
3: That's what I saw. Hi, Debbie, how are you? Long time, no talk to. It's
7: good. I'm quite well still.
3: That's, that's good. Glad to hear from you. Okay, and next, area code 480. Who are we speaking to? I think there was some squeaking going on, but we'll try to get it. Area code I think they're listening on their computer so there might be interference on your on your their mic. And then I'm bring Kwame on let him introduce himself. Kwame, introduce yourself to everybody. How are you, my friend? Oops, I guess. Hurry. Are you there? Okay, his mic is open. Hello? Let's see. Kwame, introduce yourself to everybody, please.
8: Hello. Hi. My name is um, Kwame Fotu. I'm the policy director for the Rebecca Project for Justice. Uh, I work for Elaine Riddick, uh, who is my executive director. And um, um, one of the major issues you're working on is Deborah Provera and exposing um, not only um, the harm, Planned Parenthood and the Gates Foundation and the U.S. government, um, is uh, causing especially to low-income women of all races, um, black, white, and Latina, uh, but also they are exporting this harm to Africa and Southern Asia and the Caribbean. Right. And so we are, um, Elaine introduced um, our organization to her good friend, um, attorney Willie Gary, who is heading the um class action lawsuit here in the United States and also um, in Africa? And so this is this is what we are doing now, and um, so we are um, really encouraged by you and um, all the support Elaine uh, um, um, has been getting. We are very encouraged. Thank you. You're
3: welcome. Thank you, Kwame.
8: So thank okay. you. Okay.
3: You're welcome. We got a uh, full board. Area code eight four five. Who are we speaking to?
0: Hi, my name is CJ. I'm the uh, fiance of Jill James, and okay. uh, I, I'm speaking on her behalf because I, I really, I really feel it's necessary to um, really explain to if there's even any men <laughs> listening out there that how important it is to be close to your partner in these situations.
3: That's powerful. Thank you, thank you for coming on. That is very powerful. Jill was actually on our last, on our first interview, and that is that is so admirable that you're able to come on with her because you hit the nail on the head. A lot more men, when it comes to the issue of abortion and what's going on with the birth control and all that they need to step up and they need to be the support system for their partners because yes. this is this is it's something that's very critical. And like Elaine said, like Molly said, these folks they don't really care about helping women. They're trying their their end goal is to reduce the population of this world to where They themselves are the most important or their family. And as sick and twisted as that is, that's their end goal. So thank you for being here. Thank you. You're welcome. No
0: problem. Absolutely. I'm here for all the support.
3: Thank you. Let's see. We have area code 480. Are you there? I'm guessing they don't want to speak. Maybe they're just listening in. Area code five hundred four. Introduce yourself. <laughs> well, so maybe they're just listening on there. All right, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with Debbie. Debbie, could you share the effect that Depot Prevera has had on your life and Molly? Um, once you once you hear, just offer you know uh, words of encouragement, you know, because like like you said, with your organization, you you've been there, you've been in the, this battle for a long time. And Kwame also, um, Molly is a Texas state legislator, and she will be the one that will connect you with since you're the policy director for, um, you know, for the Rebecca Project. so. Um, Hi, Molly. That's just, Hello. We'll sorry, I minute. had to unmute because I have a little
4: background noise. But so nice to meet you, Kwame. Yes, and same I here. really looking forward to... Pardon? Yeah, same here. Really a pleasure to meet
8: you.
6: Okay,
8: and, I'm sorry. Um, I, late, oh, sorry yes. I said it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you and Elaine Pleasure and I were yeah we're at the um I it's called the 1115 forum um this was a conference with um Dr um Reverend Alveda King and uh-huh. um, and, and Peace for Life um we were there um, last week on Friday and Elaine um had a, a presentation uh to the audience talking about this issue and how um forced, yes we're, we're, we're gonna okay. we're gonna
3: save that story, but we're gonna okay. get um Betty and the ladies, and then okay. we'll we'll share that story because this this is the most critical issue. These ladies have suffered, and and they are suffering. They represent, and Elaine and you know this. They represent but a fractions of the tens of thousands of women. Who are suffering because of deperal provera which Debbie go yes. ahead and I want you to explain what a black box label is when you when you get a chance. but go ahead, share your story of what you have dealt with.
7: I have been sick for um, at least at least three years now with a pretty intense stop. I have a little stuff you know, that you always blame on something else. And you have to kind of forgive my voice. All of the medications that they have me on to control, all of these other side effects have ruined my little soft-spoken southern voice, which I think hurts me more than anything. But um, I have, um, I now have at least six autoimmune diseases. Um, I'm on oxygen. Um, at home. Um, and was recently just told by the last specialist that I was sent to when I went in with a plan of attack on okay, 'cause I've tried I've been very proactive in my care and trying to find a way to, you know, short circuit this. because um, basically what they've told me is I'm not responding to medicines like I should have because they're not oh. real familiar with a lot of this things that was caused by, you know, other medicines. And, um I've been on chemo, I've been on steroids now for, you know, five months. Um, and basically was told by this last specialist, my job is to keep you comfortable. So who am I telling I have? I'm thirty nine now. Debbie.
3: <laughs> Debbie, let me stop you for a minute. Let me stop you for a minute. And, folks, that's, this is who I thought it was. This is my friend, um, Debbie Riggins. And we talked, when we first did this show, me and her, we talked. And let me tell you something. She is indicative of what women are suffering at the hands of Depo-Provera. And quite frankly, she she's my age. And but to have a doctor tell her that all we're doing is giving you medicine to comfort you, that is another way of saying that um, there's nothing else we can do. And because of that That's the same thing uh, you.
1: Can I say something oh, on that? Go ahead. Go
9: Well, go ahead, you, yeah, you know,
1: and, and here's uh, another thing that we have to consider about Debbie. I love you to death, Debbie, is that Debbie is a second generation of Asian Orange. So when they gave her her depot shots, is, you know, they did not ask her if she was allergic to anything. Wow. And this is what's going on with a lot of people. These are triggers.
8: Oh,
1: my she gosh. She's a second generation. Her father was a uh, first generation, and she was affected by Asian Orange, by, by her father. And they did not, and this is one thing doctors should ask you about, if anyone in your family has cancer. If anyone in your family have liver, kidney, uh, any, any kind of disease, okay, because if they don't, this is what Depo do. Depo triggers that uh, reaction. I mean, it makes you develop these illnesses much faster, and this is part of wow.
7: what happened with me. Wow. There was a... Correct. It seems to be very, very aggressive than me. What you said, baby? Wow. It seems to be very aggressive in me. Um, yeah, see, that's what—that's exactly
3: what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Let me, Debbie. Let me ask. Let me ask Molly a question because, um, Molly, this—this this is what I'm talking about. How—how how do we craft legislation to stop that? She is suffering at the hands of individuals. Who knew? And there is still a black box warning label on Depo Prevera, but yet it's still the most widely used um, birth control shot in the world. How do we stop that? And I'm asking you as a, a state legislator, how? what do we do?
4: Well, first of all, Debbie, let me just say I am – i I've listened to your story. I, I didn't have a good connection, but I heard enough to make my blood pressure go up. Yeah. Um, i don't I know suing is not going to bring your health back to you, but it's going to start opening the eyes of our our nation and women's eyes um, to say, Hey, wait a minute, you know she suffered all of this." And, and she's suing and winning, I mean, and, and, and not settled out of court. It's got to be something that we make the media aware of. I mean, um, but as a legislator, and I just won my election, my session does not start until 2015. But Elaine and Kwame, I am can't wait for second day of session so I can work with you on bringing legislation to the floor about uh, what this horrible drug and all of birth control, let me add like I said on my website, I have a list of them all, and all the tremendous uh, extreme health risks to women um, to not only um, uh, making pharmaceutical companies and those who are pushing it more accountable and responsible, but changing the the, the attitude towards these shots it 's not a harmless little, oh, only once a year, and my life is wonderful, and I can go and do whatever I want to kind of thing. It is, it is destroying women's lives, and, and so that's what we have to do. We have to have your testimonies. We have to have the research, and, and just like with Operation Outcry, you know, we've gone around the country and collected tens of thousands of stories of women who've been hurt and maimed and mauled by abortion. We need to do the same thing with the women who have been hurt by birth control and, and death of Rivera, if you just want to focus on one. But they're all in there. They all have tremendous, horrible
1: health risks involved. Uh, Debbie, you know, uh, as um, Thomas was saying, death of has a black box warning. And on the black box labeling, it, I mean, it tells doctors that they're not supposed to administer this drug to an individual or no individual for more, no longer than two years i just finally met another lady last night that had been for that have been given the injection for 17 years wow. wow and it tells that you should not and if it damages it you know it depends on um your body everybody reacts to depropovara differently and uh, you know, and there's so many uh, side effects from this uh, hideous drug injection. Until how in the world can you imagine how this person? It causes cancer. It causes uh, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, liver cancer, diabetes. It causes heart attacks. It causes um, hair loss, weight gain. Uh, if you, if a young girl is given this injection. Under the age of 19 years of age, she's, she's susceptible to losing not one breath, but two breaths. And wow. doctors know this, but yet and still, they are allowed to push and force this drug on women of class. Oh, boy, that right.
4: makes me so angry. It makes me so angry, Elaine. And
1: it it, ma- it for makes me angry. Uh, yep. I mean, because, yeah. you know, if you're on welfare... You go to the clinic; they force it on you. They make you take it because then they'll tell you that if you don't mm-hmm. take this injection, that they will, you know, stop your benefits. Yep.
4: Yeah. Right. So they have to but take it. Easy. It's time for us to get loud and angry.
1: I mean, yes, you know, I, man, I attended a,
4: I attended a um, world um, reproductive health summit in D.C. some years ago, and they were really pushing birth control on all of the African countries especially. And so I'm sitting in this huge auditorium, thousands of women, and they had this panel up on the stage of these so-called experts pushing this birth control. And I tell you what, I could not wait till Q&A because I was the first one down to that microphone. And I said, oh, so since we're talking about – well, first of all, I told them I was glad birth control was only 50 years old at the time because I had just turned 52, and if, if it was uh, any – any older, then I might not be here. And I said, most of you sitting on that platform probably wouldn't be here either. (laughs) Um, But then I said, now you're talking about women's health. I said, so why don't you spend, let's say, an hour, half hour, describing all the serious side effects to these birth control, Depravir, whatever, all the birth control they were pushing on these women here. Most of them, if they go back to their country and take these drugs, they don't even have a doctor within miles. Exactly. Women. Right. I said, why don't you explain to them the health risk? And do you know what one woman said to me? Was it? She said, well, it's safer than having a baby. I said, proof. Mm. But you know what? Oh. I knew that, and of course they were not happy that I challenged them. But all the women that were in that audience a lot, and they came to me afterwards and said, said, hey, they're pushing a drug that could potentially kill you or destroy your health. That's
3: right. Wow.
4: And they don't care. They don't care. I'm they don't want you having babies.
3: I'm going to bring in, we got another caller in queue. I think I know who this is, but I'm going to see. Area code 504, who are we speaking to?
10: Hi, this is Celeste.
3: That's Hi. what I thought. Hi. Hi, Celeste. How are
5: you?
10: <laughs> I'm fine. How's everybody doing this evening? Just great. Great. <laughs> Awesome. I'm I'm glad to hear you guys speaking on this topic. I know um Elaine and I had spoken about this and I think um Kwame and I had spoken briefly about this once before, but I myself in my 30s had been given uh Depo-Provera and I've never been one to who's been able to um, who's been able to take any type of birth control. I've always had an adverse effect. To, uh, to it. My body immediately rejects it. Um, so when I was given Depo-Provera, the migraines started, the fluid retention started, my attention span was decreased, you know, and, um, and initially I just thought it was the stress from the job that I had. I just thought it was the stress from it. Um, But in looking back, I had never had any problems uh, managing the stress or negotiating everything that I needed to do at the time. And it it, it was just crazy. And the the thing about it is at the time um, they were dispensing it every three months. It wasn't a year. The the, the strength of the drug wasn't a year. It was every three months. And so I didn't go back. I, I didn't make my appointment. For the next dispensation and the doctor called me she said where are you it's time for your next shot I said I'm not coming back and she said why and I told her why I was why I wasn't coming back and she said well yeah those are some of the side effects I said but you never told me and I was working for a medical school at the time and and I was working on the academic side of the medical school not the clinical side but I was working in the area of the medical school where I dealt with the physicians and the, and the people who gave the lectures to inform the medical students on what it is that they that they were going to be doing with the patients, so um I felt extremely betrayed when when that happened um, so there's it, my my case wasn't as drastic or anything as other as other ladies are experiencing. But it told me immediately to always listen to what my body says. If my body says no, the answer is no. So, you know, I just, you know, wanted to send that out to whatever women. Go ahead. And it's not going to regulate your heartbeat, it's not going to maintain your insulin levels, anything like that, if it's not going to sustain your life, then please do not take it. Do not. Well, you know what I find
4: interesting, um, this is Molly, is that they called you. Now, I run out of um, my progestin cream. I, you know, I don't take a whole lot of stuff. But And my husband takes heart meds. The doctor does not call us every day. You didn't get your prescription refilled.
10: How come? Right.
4: You know, and they tracked you down. Hey, come back in and get your shot. Wait a minute. That, mm-hmm. that just stands off alarms all over
10: me. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I spoke to them. I was like, well, you know, I mean, I've, I've never, ever had to be on any type of medication. So it, it, was, it was unusual for me anyway. So you know, I asked. I said, I asked, "Well, why did you call me?" Well, you know, it's time for your next dosage. And I'm like, "But I don't ever recall anybody ever doing this before." And I'm like, "No, I I, I don't want this. I, I yeah. do not. My body said absolutely not. So it is absolutely not. So it it just kind of put me on guard. And I've not. And this was, I think I was about thirty, thirty. Yeah, thirty. So it, it's been almost twenty. It's been almost twenty years now. I'm almost fifty. So, you know, it's uh, um, it's been almost thirty years now. I mean, have I'm you 30, noticed any well. years now? So. Have you noticed any type of long term
4: effects that you might be able to think back and say, "Wow, that started when I got off the Depo Rivera? or have you noticed anything no, like that? No,
10: no, I haven't noticed anything long term because when I realized how it was making me feel, I immediately began to just inundate my body with water and cranberry juice to just flush my body. So for the for the next three months after I took that first dosage, I just, you know, just tried as best I could to just have it flushed out of my body as much as I possibly could. I You know, the, the, the older lady folks said, you know, if you need to flush your body, you know, you, you drink your cranberry juice and so on and so forth. And that's exactly what I did. And
4: well, what um, I guess, by, but who would who would think about that? You know, I I don't know, wouldn't normally think about flushing it out like that. But what? Because that could have saved you from no telling what kind of
7: spider. Yeah,
10: it, exactly. I'm I'm all now, and and I think that was the point in time when I turned to more natural remedies. Because um,
6: mm-hmm.
10: it, it it just makes no sense um, that you know they they would push a drug deliberately that would. So horribly affect your body that as soon it, as it comes in contact with the with with the insides of who you are, that would mm-hmm. immediately affect you in such a negative way.
6: But yeah,
4: so, well, praise right. the Lord, it
10: wasn't a one-year dosage. I mean, what can yeah. you do?
4: There's no there's no undoing
10: it. You know, I, I praise right. the Lord that it was only the three-month uh, dosage. Mm-hmm. But I, I was I was quite angry with that doctor, and, and mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just say they knew it. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: this is Elaine again. And sometimes you was lucky because sometimes it only yes. take that one shot again. Yes, ma'am. You know, ma'am. So you were, were very lucky. Some women, it's one shot that causes their body to just wreak havoc all over the place.
5: Right. You know, because right.
1: everybody, again, everybody's system is made different. Yes. And again, sometimes Depo Provera can stay in your body for up to ten years.
10: Mm-hmm.
1: It depends wow. On your wow. Can you imagine? You know, I, I, by the way, I spoke to a young lady. And I think that's a call that you kept drop, that kept dropping. She's 21 years of age, and she had the Depo, uh provera sh- injection for four years. At the age of 20, she ended up having to have a total hysterectomy. Oh that's my god! Me, yes. Elaine, yes,
3: let me see. Yeah, let me see. if this is her. Um, okay. Because there's another call. Area code four eight zero. Yes. Hello. Who are we speaking with?
6: Uh, Susanna.
3: Yeah, that's her. Susanna. Okay, yeah. Susanna. Um, uh, Before you tell your story, I just want to share something real quick. Um, I got a friend listening into in the um, chat room, and and I wanna I wanna share with you guys real quick what he said. She was told because she took um, she was given birth control, and she was told that if she took the birth control, it would help her have a baby. And this was back in the nineteen seventy So, and you know, <laughs> we got to expose these lies. So, Susanna, tell your story. Elaine kind of shared a little bit, but. Um Compared to some of us, I'm almost forty. You're a baby, and yes, I am. for you to, oh my God, share your story, please, because wow.
9: Well, I'm Triona, and I, I'm 21 at the moment right now. But right. I started taking the tempo shots, the Pereira, in 2009 when I had after after I had my baby. I was pregnant. And as soon as mm-hmm. after I had the delivery, I asked the doctor what, def- um, what birth control would be, you know, work for me. And they said the depot shot. So here I go taking the depot shot. And I never signed no paperwork. I never signed nothing to see about the consequences or nothing. We just went on. And all he said was every three months. And I said, okay, that's fine. But the whole four years, I did not have not one period. Whoa! And yeah, and, uh, when when 2013 hit, after going three years with the depot shot having no periods, I didn't mind. You know, I said okay. But after 2013 hit, I had one one bad period. I never had periods. I had it looked like uh, it kind of felt like I had a miscarriage. I, the whole room was just you know flooded. And when I went into the emergency room, I had I had an emergency hysterectomy done. They said my wall was too thickening that I needed to
3: have an emergency one. Do you so under- about a week later? Um, Suzanne, do you understand what happened? What happens when you don't when you don't have a period, you have stuff built yeah. up in there. Isn't that yeah. what
4: happened to you? No,
9: I I didn't know uh no, I didn't. Um they they were they were telling me the whole time every time I went to the doctor, they were telling me that it was all normal that I didn't have no period, that it, that it comes with the, with the double shot. And, and just Not like having, having a period is not
4: normal. Yes. <laughs> not having a period means you're either pregnant or there's something really wrong. Yeah. Like I said, our periods are, to you know, if our body goes to prepare for pregnancy. If that doesn't work, it flushes out, and the cycle starts all over again. So, like yes. Thomas said, it didn't flush; it didn't clean out of your system, and it was making your uterus a toxic place.
3: Yeah, it yes, yes. My
9: uterus
4: had oh. to get it. My uterus was over thickening.
3: Mm. Oh wow! Well, so, you know, I, I, had,
4: yeah. it could have been. Oh, this is terrible. This is, boy, Thomas. I'm so glad you invited me on this call. And, yes, and and just like
9: the the lady before me said, the doctor was throwing when two thousand and thirteen hit, once that when once it was time for that third uh, third month came by, it was time for another shot. The hospital I mean, they it, it was the hospital clinic I was going to. Um, they they were calling and calling. It's time it's time to do it and I said, You know what? I think it's time for me not to do the depot shot, you know? And mm. they said, Well are you sure? I said, Yeah, I'm sure and they said, No, no, we're gonna get it done. So and they oh were pressured me so bad to the point where I did it again.
3: Whoa! 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 Time out! Time out! Time out! Time I, out! Hold I'm up. getting mad about a
4: minute. I'm gonna have to put you on mute and
3: cool off for a minute. Suzanne, <laughs> uh, Suzanne, let me tell you something. Molly is a Texas state legislator, and let me tell you something. Kwame, Elaine, ladies, all you on here, you have a powerful ally on your side. Because as you, if you know you anything right? about state of yeah, I'm talking about you, Molly But I'm talking
10: okay, But what I'm talking plan? about okay, let's, yeah.
3: uh, oh, Hold on, hold on just a minute Hold on, I'll let you finish in just a second yeah. But i got to make this point uh,
9: uh, uh, I'm on the show, hold on
3: In the state of Texas yeah. Texas is a leading proponent Of doing things the right way if you if you know what goes on in Texas and you know, how they do things, okay. and so I this think is think what I'm saying, I'm Elaine, you me. have a powerful ally, a Christian conservative who is led by her conviction and her love for not only the Lord Jesus Christ, but her love for people. This is about to blow up.
4: Amen. Thank you so much, Thomas. And that is very true. We are going to move on this when I first get to Austin and, and the session starts 2015. But we need to be we need to be prepared before that. So whatever we can do to start crafting legislation, gathering testimony, getting the research, uh, the, the sooner the better. Because I'm ready to grab the bull by the horns.
3: And, and you know. I have a confession to make, Elaine. I mm-hmm. knew a, I knew specifically that this would be Molly's reaction. That's why, her, <laughs> that's why I invited her on this show. I can honestly say, and this isn't to my own horn, but it's a gift. God has gifted me with an ability to connect and network people. I've done it for years, Thanks. and the benefit I get out of it. Is seeing people blessed and seeing things getting done because this is Suzanne. Twenty-one years old, she had her whole freaking life ahead of her, and it has been ripped from her. Mm -hmm. Twenty-one, I just twenty-one. Well, we're gonna sue.
4: I'm telling you, we gotta sue too. That's why I tell women who suffer from botched abortions sue because then it becomes public. Not that many Well, we stories. have a – I don't experience. know if you've
1: ever heard of the attorney, Willie Gary, out of Texas, the, the giant killer. Well, he's our attorney for the women against Depo Povera. So we have a class action lawsuit on the benefit of the women that have been harmed. Good. But you
4: know what's important, Elaine, is because – What's important is from what I've read about these kinds of lawsuits against the pharmaceutical companies, especially concerning Depo-Provera and L and these other birth control um, uh, toxic drugs, is that the pharmaceutical companies want to settle out of court. Don't settle out of court. Make it a big deal. We've got to get on the national news. We've got to be out there. No, I'm not settling because I want women to know what's happening, you know, and uh, so that, that's what I would encourage you to do. No, nope, we're not stepping that court.
6: And mm-hmm. then get in the
4: papers. Make your stories known. Get in front of the TV. You know, news, news media, they should be interested in this. Yes. And, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be controversial like abortion. Of course, they love controversy, but it shouldn't be a topic that they will run from.
6: Because most exactly. of the little right.
4: female cameramen are probably on Deca Bavaria anyway. You know, so but get in front of the media and, and and you know whatever we can do to to bust this thing wide open. I'm I'm very willing to be uh, on that uh, front line with you.
1: And and here's the. Uh, I got you. Uh, and I have to add something else to what Suzanne, Susanna was saying. See, again, it goes back to women's bodies being made, um, developed differently, the system. Now, mm-hmm. she didn't have a period for a long time, but we do have a lot of women that's on depo that, you know, they hemorrhage and bleed for, like, years at a time. Oh, gosh. I mean, Whoa. you know, again, the, the women, it depends on your body. some women hemorrhages for like years at a time, none stop you know, and another thing is that sometimes I have uh, came across a lot of women that have developed tumors on the wall- on their uterus walls or ovaries mm-hmm. from depoa, and a lot of them burst inside of them, and the women don't know what's going on. You know, they just, I mean, yeah. they pop out yeah. all over the body. But the thing is, is they they burst on the inside of the woman. And uh, the doctors say, they go to the doctor, and the doctors tell them, well, it's not because, it's not from Depo-Povera, but we know that it is, because there's too many of them that this has happened to that have been on Depo-Povera. True. Mm-hmm. Right.
6: Thank goodness. Look. Wow.
3: Let's hear. Thank you
4: Susanna for sharing. But we you know, I'm trying to you, okay. um and I pray that you tell your story. Everywhere you go.
6: Tell your story.
4: Because young women need to know this, young teenage girls need to know this. Um, tell it. Tell it in the paper. Ask it. tell it. I've yeah. got you know, I my story's been printed in so many papers, in my local papers, so because not I want attention to me, but I want women to know, want young women to know, this is what it's happened. Easier, this is what's going on. This is how it's going to affect you, you know. Mm-hmm. These are other choices that we can make that are healthier for us. So, so, so tell your speak. stories. Debbie, too. Okay. okay. You, this,
7: you know, you know what? what um, there? Go ahead. I'm sorry? Can I add something with that? I have been to oh. all the local me- media. They they don't they're not interested. They don't what? The the media is, they're not interested. I have repeatedly hammered them, and and they're not interested in, in my story at all. Mm. And,
6: and well,
7: I we're going to change that. You know, it it hasn't taken my life yet, but it has cost me my life. Wow.
4: Debbie, what about what about the uh, you know? I think every paper has a religious section or a family life section. Maybe try to uh, get uh, meet with a reporter, you know, in those sections of the paper, and and, and start there, you know,
7: mm-hmm.
4: um, and get on radio. I mean, I just I just encourage you wow. not not to stop. Keep hammering away. Keep hammering away.
3: Wow.
4: Now, hey, Elaine, a... do you is this a group do you have? Like we have Operation Outcry, which is excuse me, women yes. who've been
1: hurt by abortion. Do you have a group, women hurt by Debra Rivera? Yes, ma'am. We have, uh, gosh, we have hundreds of women in our group. The name of our group is Women Against Debra Uh What I do is I go and I research, and uh, it's like a classroom where they can learn about the effects of depo mm-hmm. So everything I come across, I, I research a lot. And what I do is I post all this information from Ask and from Doctors.com and all these uh, groups, and I, I post it so they can read it. And I the tell them
6: the,
1: so they sorry. can learn about the effects of depo As a matter of fact, uh, you will be able to join the group because I'm going to add you, and you can go in there and you can see and read some of the stories that the ladies tell me or that they post
4: in a group. Wonderful, wonderful, and and I'm you know you're 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 doing a great thing, and and I'm just sitting here thinking you know there's a conference coming up, UN conference on youth and development. There'll be a population control conference coming up, the UN one. That's where you, you all need to be. Uh, that's where I've been going for uh, nine years. I uh, go during these women's conferences where they're pushing birth control and they're pushing abortion. We go in there and put a, uh, conduct workshops. We educate them on, the, uh, on abortion and birth control.
6: That will be
4: so we share our testimonies. We bring in doctors and researchers that support what we're saying. And we educate as many women as we can so that they're not fooled. You know, by the language, and yet they don't go home and, and 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 believe that birth control is going to be good. Of course, most African countries—they're not dumb; they know it's not good right. for you. But but they do—they right. uh, do not always know the language and right. and right. know well, what language means. You know.
1: Right. So, Rebecca Project for Justice, all working with African countries now, and as we. go forward, we are planning on picking up a lot of countries in Africa where we can um, uh, uh, set up like housekeeping over in Africa to make sure that these women uh, understand uh, what's going on. You know, Um, know, like I say, we want to give everyone uh, an option. You know, and we don't want this stuff to be forced on them anymore. Right. And i uh, like, uh, what's his name? Bill Gates said that by, by 2035, there will not be no more hunger in world yeah. countries. Yeah. Now we understand why, because all of them will be dead. Yeah. Right. Well,
4: you know, um, another way of reaching African countries is um, just scheduling a trip to New York. Take Debbie and Susanna and and CJ and uh, and. You say okay, you know we're coming with you. We represent this organization. This is Deborah Prevera. This is what this is uh, what's going on. How it's affecting the women's health here right. in America. Here's the testimonies. Here what we think we should you should do. You need to be watching out and just start working with uh with ambassadors or UN missions with their right. head delegates for right. the women or whatever, but um, because they have direct connection to the president of the right. countries and all these other organizations. Like, no. I, I, you
1: know, that is something that I have asked the girls to do. Like when we have the second congressional hearing, I said that when we go, I go and speak there, that I would mm-hmm. like to take some of the girls that have been injured by Depot Povera so they can talk and let the people see them, where they can put a name to the face and yes. they can see the harm that it has caused
4: our women here. Amen. And, you know, girls, The way I travel is um, by donations. You know, I I started out with just a few friends. I'd send them a letter saying, "The Lord has opened the door for me to go to D.C. or the United Nations or Ghana or Nigeria or whatever, and and I'm going to share my testimony, educate women, minister to women, and and I cannot go without your help. Can you donate?" And I tell you, God will provide. He will cover your expenses. If you're willing to go and share the truth, he's willing to, to cover the bill. I mean, he will help you raise that money and send you all over the world. Um, so I wouldn't hesitate in, in reaching out to your friends, your family, your coworkers or your church. Uh, get on the radio on Thomas and and, and, and because, because the, the money will come in. I've been traveling for 13 years and never had to spend a penny of my own money. Wow, well, ah, this sounds real. all that's
1: provided. That's one of the biggest Eli. problems with my group because they are uh, women of class. You know, most of them are poor women, and you know they, you know, don't have the finances. But well, like
4: they like may be poor, like but God is rich, and God will provide. Yeah, but like you say,
1: that's a good idea, Thomas. I'm going to get on your show, and if anyone is out right. there listening on, to Thomas's show hold tonight, on. I would love to take Debbie and uh, Susanna to Washington D.C. with me for the second mm-hmm. congressional hearing. Can you just send the money, send the checks to the Rebecca Project? Uh, to uh, let me see, it's uh, Elaine Riddick at okay. the Rebecca Project for Justice, and the address is 2644 Club, C-L-U-B, Valley, V-A-L-L-E-Y, Drive. That's Marietta, M-A-R-I-E-T-T-A, Georgia, 30068. We need your help. Well, let me be the
4: Elaine. first to contribute $100, Elaine, um, but I do encourage your listeners, even the women too, who are online and you're, you're listening in and you've been, you know, had ter- ter- terrible effects from Deborah Bavera, send 25 dollars. No, no small amount is too small. you know, 10 dollars, 25, because it all adds up. And I would right. encourage you, let, let Susanna and Debbie be your voice. If you can't go, let them be your voice and help pay their way.
3: Thank you. And this is what what I'm going to do, because I'm going through things myself at this moment. God knows where I'm at. But what I can do, and the Lord just dropped this in my heart, so I'm going to do it. Every Wednesday is going to be this show, Reality in Christ, Worship and Word, will be dedicated to the women of depo Rivera.
4: Wonderful. Every joke, Wonderful.
3: from
6: human
3: on to perpetuity, until we see the victory, Elaine, and I will set it up, we'll have what we'll do, we'll have different women, like, share, like, one at a time where we can go in-depth with their stories, because if people can hear in-depth, then that will be that much more effective. I'm willing to. That's my contribution, and also to let you and Kwame know, and then I'm going ask me today. Uh, huh? What did you say? Oh, um, but here, here's the thing. Celeste wanted me to let you and Kwame know she had to go to a meeting, but she said she is going to be hitting the ground running. You know what I'm talking about. You know exactly right. what I'm talking about. And, and I'm going to tell you something, because as, as you know, I'm the one that connected you guys with Celeste. I know <laughs> what she's capable of. And let me put it like this. It's a matter of time before you start seeing the resources to take the, Re, the Rebecca Project to a whole other level. And hey, uh, I, I got Suzanne back on because um, her call had dropped. But I got one more one more um, person, and this is my friend, Diana I, Hines. I That's
9: who they're talking about.
3: And, um, Diana, what district in Texas are you? Because you never know. Molly might be your state legislator. Where are you at in Texas? I live
5: in Dallas, Fort Worth.
3: Up in North, North Texas.
5: North.
4: I am Molly, I'm what, about. I'm south of you, about a hundred and something miles. I'm in Central Texas, oh, or Belton, Belton, Texas, but but not too oh, far okay. from Dallas. But I can surely your use your testimony good? when this comes up.
5: Molly, well, uh, you go. Yes. I am. I am very happy to hear that you are on our state legislature. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. I I I truly am. Um, I'm. Tomorrow is my birthday. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. But I will be sixty-eight. When I got married at age twenty-one, I couldn't take birth control. It made me sick. Made me throw up constantly. So I just quit. I figured, you know, I'm married. I, I I I had never been a, a a person that did anything without the benefit of marriage. I was just good raised for you, that way. good for you. And I just I quit taking them because I I mean I would get so sick from birth control pills that I would just constantly throw up. And so <coughs> about a year and a half. After we were married, I did have a a, a little girl, and she was perfectly healthy, no problems. And so I nursed her, and after two years, I kept waiting to get pregnant again, and it wasn't happening. And um, so I went to my ob gyn And he checked me out, and he said, Well, honey, you have a very small stature, even though I'm 5'10". Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So he said, what I can do is give you a, a drug that will help your... Female parts to become more stable," he said. "So you," he said, "we'll give you this drug for a few months, and then then if 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 it if it we'll come off of it and see how you do." So that was in seventy two. My first baby was born in sixty nine. Healthy as a horse, I was. Okay. Um. I could do anything. I took this shot one every three months to try to make my uterus stable. And after two years of taking that shot every three months, I finally called a halt to it. I said, I I just... If it's not meant to be it's not meant to be, and so i I wouldn't take any more, and that was at the early part of seventy four so I then began to have periods that would last for. 20 days, Whoa. then they'd stop for a week and start again. Um, I felt awful all the time. I was tired. I was anemic. I had no energy. But I finally managed in 19, late 1974, I guess, mid-74, to get pregnant. And um, I I kind of left out there that I'd had two DNCs after I came off the depo of Rivera to try to stop the bleeding. I got pregnant. I had my son. My children were born by cesarean because of my, quote, small female stature. Um, so my son was born in 75, um, and after he was born, I was hemorrhaging just almost constantly, and I would have periods that would last then 35, 40 days, I was taking all kinds of, uh. Blood build-up drugs, B12, you know, all the B vitamins. And um, I I just felt bad all the time. I was tired. Two years later, I got pregnant again. Three years later, I got pregnant again. Well, during this pregnancy, I went into labor early, and my uterus ruptured. Before they could get me to surgery. And my little girl, who was born in 78, had a stroke. And for the first two to four years of her life, she had right focal seizures that were only treatable by two doctors in the world at that time, and one of them happened to be in Texas where we had been transferred. And so I went to the wow. children's hospital to to help me with her. Uh, while dealing with this, I started the hemorrhaging again. And when I had gone 60 days, the doctor said, we have got... To stop this And so I had a hysterectomy At age 34 Now I had wanted another child But I felt very blessed That I had three But Since that time I've had an Aneurysm I've had to have an ablation On my heart I developed high blood pressure. I'm hypoglycemic. I have a a tumor on my adrenal gland. I produce four times the adrenaline. Most people do. I have irritable bowel syndrome, colitis, and peripheral neuropathy in both arms. Oh, my goodness. And I think it's all... From the Depot Pervera, because there is no other explanation for it
3: D- Diane, the- let me ask you let me ask you a question real quick because it sounds to me like you may have been one of the earlier recipients of Depot Pervera, in other words I think I was they may have think- experimented on you. And many more I, like I don't you. Think my doctor
5: was, I don't think my doctor was aware. I truly don't. He was a fine man. And I don't think he was aware of what this drug could do long term. I truly believe that the fault lies in big pharma. I believe those drugs... I agree. I agree do I believe a lot they of our research
4: is Puerto Rican women.
5: Yeah, I believe they're not telling doctors everything about these drugs they give us. I just, they don't. I don't feel like my doctor was a malicious part of this at all. Right. Yeah, was I, I agree. To help I, me I get think pregnant. a lot of them are
1: ignorant. Okay. Uh, right now, back then, doctors didn't really know the extensive that the um, uh, that much about Depo-Provera, But today, doctors know because this yeah, is today, one of the they know the money. And today they know, but back then they they might not have known because there I don't wasn't think that much. did, it was using in poppy um I think Georgia was the first state. That started injecting women of color with it, and they used it back then. Experiment. Well, you know, I didn't
6: really
5: really connect it until I talked to Elaine, but, you know, you hear about people having irritable bowel all the time. You hear about people having having to have a hysterectomy all the time. Right. You, You hear about various things that happen to people, but all of these things happening to one individual? Right. going to make me suspicious.
3: Right, right. Well, you know Elaine, what?
5: Uh, what I Elaine, can you go go
4: tell
10: me? You. I'll
3: go Sorry. with you.
10: What's that? What's that, I am going
4: to ask Elaine what? if she could tell me how long they
1: researched of Rivera before they
6: well,
4: came on the
1: market. I believe in Tennessee when Depo-Provera first started coming out, I don't think that they did an extensive research on that job, not even today, that they are using it for, like you said, depopulation, and it is 98% effective.
4: Right. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're doing less and less long-term research on drugs. that are having tremendous uh, health risks on women. And, um,
5: so I'd be curious as to seeing some of that research. I truly i think you're right i i i I was born in Tennessee, and in fact, all my children were born in Tennessee, and we moved to Texas in nineteen eighty but it was in eighty four when I had to have everything removed and from that point i I've lost two inches in stature mhm. I'm not. I'm two inches shorter than I was.
4: So you're loo- you're losing bone density. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
5: My yeah. wife is too. So I, I just I just want you to know that I'm I'm willing to. Elaine has all my information. I just sent her my entire medical history. Good. Good. Well, so I'm, I'm, uh, I am fired up and ready to to move
4: on this because I, I even challenged. I went to a Affordable Care Act
5: conference uh, in
10: Austin. of I can
5: give you my phone number, Molly. Well,
1: I'll,
5: get it. It. I'll get, get it from eight. Elaine. Okay. Yeah. And I, do yeah. That. I can
1: yeah. get it from yes.
5: yes. Now, what Lady. you need to know is that I'm not a black woman.
1: That oh, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Uh, most of the
4: uh,
5: women they do, aren't.
1: They do target African-American matter. women, but it doesn't matter. matter. We don't want any that women. Right. if we not We have, uh, we have uh, uh, taken ourselves out of a race. We have put them in a, put ourselves in a class. This is how yeah. we refer to women of class. Right. Amen. Amen. Women here and around the world because Racing that don't have nothing to do with it anymore. If you're a poor woman here in America and around the world, this is what you get. Uh,
10: well, and you
5: they, know, they really, really do see Poor women don't see color, so I don't either. Right. I just, hey, just want to know there that, is that, that I'm there not. is
3: one more voice um, before, before you go on that I definitely want to hear from because, ladies, this is... This should be an encouragement to you. Will um, fiance, James,
0: your name's James, right? Uh, my name is CJ. How are you today? CJ, <laughs> CJ, I apologize. I, okay, want no
3: you, I want you to speak from the perspective of a man who is supporting your significant other as she suffers through the traumatic experience of Defoe. Pervera. And then we're going to have Suzanne um, kind of um, be the last voice because, Suzanne, I want to tell you this. Next week, next Wednesday, you and Elaine and Molly, if she can come back, you're going to be our first single guest on the new show for Devil Pervera because I want you to tell your story in depth. And all you women who are on here, you, Diana, Debbie, CJ, you, and Jill, you all are going yes. to come back, and you're specifically going to go in depth of what of what you went through. And because this is what the Lord's leading me to do, and I'm going to do it. And until he tells me otherwise, that's what I'm going to do. Because this show, the Wednesday show, is going to be about you all. So go ahead, CJ, and share
0: a little Whoa. bit i I can actually start out like this um back in um two thousand and seven uh when I first got with Jill. I've known her a long time before that, but I've been taking care of her since uh since day one as far as you know going through all the pain I can remember going to
3: the,
0: I can remember going to the doctor so I can remember going to the doctor and she goes in and all these actual um, tests that they run, they're, they're always inconclusive with her. So they, they said, well, let's put her on DepriVera. And, you know, they put her on DepriVera. She was actually on DepriVera from the time she was 17. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's how uh, conniving the medical industry can be. Yeah. When she started having symptoms at age, oh, or maybe early through, 20 through. Um, I mean, I didn't get with her until, she, you know, she was in her 30s, but I could tell you this from my experience. Every day she goes through more and more pain. It just makes me sad to hear everything that's happened tonight, you know. I mean, everything from, you know, the. the I mean, I heard the, the woman who talked about the bone problems. Now, my mother, when I was a kid, they did that thing where they just, they, they took all her insides, man. I mean, after she was, after she was, um, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an epileptic child, okay, because of this, these kind of things. So it, it really upsets me when I, you know, when I hear about these things happening to women, you know. And with my, with my wife, okay, I have to every day. I have to get up. I have to help her up because her legs don't work properly the way they used to. Wow. You know what I mean? I have to wash her clothes for her. Make her food because she can't. She's she's not capable of of doing these things. You know, I've gone out of my way, not just because her, her father. God rest her soul was an amputee, but because I went out of my way, I took my Social Security that I got. I went out and I got her a truck because she cannot sit in a regular seat you know and, and i i have to do all this stuff because if i don't if i don't stand up for it who's going to do it i mean i'm i'm her husband i have to do it for her it's my mission you know i'm a very strong believer in saint christopher and saint michael you know they're my protectors and the one thing i could tell you is that i want whatever we can do to help the husbands understand What's going on? How to handle it? I mean, every day. It's, I mean, it's the emotion too, the emotions behind it, and it saddens me when I watch my when I when I watch her go through this, you know. Mm-hmm. But every day I try to get her to stand up, and we have done the best we could to get her exercise. I try to get her walking, you know, because a lot of times so, she's in so much pain from the from the Depp shot. She's got bone density problems. She's got. Um, she gets headaches. She gets nauseous. Sometimes she can't taste her food. Wow. You know, That's and this, the hardest part about this, this deadly, you know, black label box uh, medication is knowing that this doctor went in and told her that she was going to have problems. Like that tumor, she has one. They said it's the size of a football, and they keep telling her, oh, she's got to do something. She's got to do something about it. And they keep pushing the whole, like, having to get a hysterectomy thing. And the first thing I say to that doctor, I said, you know what? You don't have any right to tell her what she can do with her insides. It's her choice. She's pro-life. That's what she does. And mm. I get upset and, and in that doctor's face about that. She doesn't even go to that doctor hardly anymore. She tries to mm. get there, you know, just to explain, listen, do you something, what, what can we do? But nothing's ever done. In New mm. York State, these doctors don't care. All they care about is what they want to do with, you know, and I guess my question is, is um, emotionally, emotionally, you know, this actually has an emotional attachment to it when this happens to people. I've seen it. I've I I watched videos of, of uh, Elaine and, and the emotions that she's poured out, and I've felt those emotions through my wife. And mm-hmm. that is, I mean, it, you can't. It's it's so hard to describe, you know. And just to watch her go through that, you know, I support my wife in everything she does. And this is one of those things I want her to get better at. You know, I want her to get better. I want her to feel better. Thank Amen. you for sharing, DJ. DJ.
7: No problem. Thank you for
3: sharing. DJ, you represent mm-hmm. you represent a lot a lot of. You know, a lot of men who remain silent because, you know, because they don't feel like they have no voice. And I'll just use I'll just use myself as an example. I grew up in the foster care system. I'm a as I said earlier, I was a, I'm a I'm a survivor of a tubal pregnancy. You know, the way I survived was because, you know, when when I was conceived. You know the biology of it all. The the egg and the sperm unite, forms the zygote, Then it makes its way um, up the canal to, um, you know, attach to the uterine wall. Well, let's just say I only got partially there, and so I was partially in my mom's tube and I was partially out of it. And I still believe to this day, besides the grace of God and God's miracle and His love and grace, that it was me being positioned the way I was that allowed me to survive.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. And and so, you know, I grew up. I grew up in the system. I grew up in false care system. Never felt like I had a family or anything like that. But as I started to learn about things that were being done to women, the whole abortion issue, because, you know, they, they... The very first suggestion that they made to my mom was for abortion. My mom said no. And as a result, as you know, with tubal pregnancies, you take the baby C-section... According to uh, a friend of mine who does research on ectopic pregnancies, there's only been two women who have ever given birth naturally to an ectopic pregnancy. My mom is one of them. Wow. And so this is near and dear to my heart. Hmm it's near and dear to my heart also because someone near and dear to my heart,
6: someone near and dear
3: to my heart um went through this same thing mm. and um, i care i care about her so much and um And Elaine, I'm going to try to connect you guys because she needs to be a part of this. Yes. Um, But just know this. And CJ, you're proof. Kwame, you're proof positive as well. We don't have to be women to be able to empathize with what you what you ladies are suffering. That's any right. person with a pulse and a heart does <laughs> know good and well, God did not intend for any woman to suffer at the hand of an artificial drug.
0: No one should have to suffer that pain.
3: Exactly. And You're absolutely they, right.
0: No woman. Suzanne is the youngest person here.
3: Suzanne is the youngest person on this call, 21 years old. But her right to have a family, more children, was taken from
6: her.
4: The
3: only reason why they gave her death over Vera was probably because um, they figured she had a child too young.
0: I'm yeah, oh, I don't want to deal with always. it. That's the way these doctors are.
3: Well, it's not their job to deal with it. They take a Hippocratic Amen. oath and they need to follow it. Stop trying Amen. to play God. And I will tell. And I will say this, and then, Suzanne, I'm going I'm to give you the last word because you, you've been so patient. But if you cannot stick to your Hippocratic, Hippocratic oath as a doctor, get out of the industry. Amen I don't know how you call these individual doctors at, at the pharmaceutical companies when they're making drugs that are killing people.
0: You can't fix stupid man. it's that simple amen, Suzanne
3: or yeah suzanne, yeah. go ahead what you what what's, what's on your heart in these last few minutes just share your heart because, like I said. You, Elaine, and Molly, if you, all you all are welcome back. But what we're going to do next week? We're going to uh, we're going to interview we're going to interview Suzanne and and um, Molly if you can come back next week and Elaine obviously because these are your girls and so uh, obviously you're going to be there unless you unless something else calls you away. But I promise you this, I will treat these ladies. Like they're my own Mothers, sisters, and daughters Because I care about this issue And Suzanne, I may not know you But it doesn't mean I don't care about you And I don't care about what you are dealing Thank with you. And what your suffering is Amen uh, Amen. So. Go ahead Speak your heart, Suzanne
9: Well, I want to say, you know I I am young I just, I'm, I'm 21, you know and, um, I, I seem perfectly, you know, everybody sees me, I'm perfect, you know, I, I look just fine because I'm young, but I did go through this real young, you know, but on the inside, it kills me. Um, I do not take no, what I, I don't take no medication, I do not believe in medication. haven't taken not one medication, it's my, they, when they gave me my hysterectomy, still didn't take medication, so it kills me even more, the pain. Um, uh, the pain, the pain is on, is on un, uh, unspeakable. Like I can't, I can't explain it. Um, I just get through it, get through with it. I, 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 still don't know what else has cost me. I, I know, you know, I got so much pain that I need to, you know. There's probably more 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 stuff later on in the future that will reveal that I have more with my body, but at this moment it's just the hysterectomy and the bone mass that I have. And also my breast my 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 breast, you know. But um I, you know, I, I, I didn't know there were so much women out there that are going through the same stuff and now I do. You know, this right. God has me today to meet, you know, to meet her. Oh, um, that'll be all. I don't. I don't have much to say. I, you
6: know, I Susanna, know, What I want
9: to tell you right I, now. I'm more proud of you know to. I'm more proud of you know. I have people that can listen. You know, this my. She she she's the only one has really who's really called me back. You know, like I I don't know. It's unexplainable.
1: Suzanne, uh, I I just want you to know, and the rest of the ladies just listen. You know, I've tried my best now. You, you're in the group, and anytime you need me, I don't care where I am or what I'm doing, you know, please just don't hesitate to call on me. And I always tell the women that I am there for you. I don't care what you, how you feel, if you want to cry, you know, we'll cry together. You know, if you feel like laughing sometime, we'll laugh together. You know, just know that I am there for you. I appreciate
3: Amen. it. Thank you. Amen. Oh. Wow. Molly, you got any you got any parting words, my friend?
4: Well, I I didn't quite grasp all of Suzanne's story. I I understand that you know you had some surgeries and all and you didn't take any medications, you don't take any medications. But were you previously uh, injected with Depro-Provera, Depo- and it has some side effects. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I just didn't quite connect the
6: dots.
9: Medication as in, like, when it comes to the surgeries and all the stuff they give you, they got to give you pain pills and, you know, like, you know, medication to just to struggle through the days.
10: Oh, so
4: you have to have medication. To, yes, to and I don't it take it. it. You don't take it, wow. but is it because you're suffering from the effects of Vera?
9: Yes, like my bones—bones oh. bones are real weak because I took it for four years, and I and I didn't know how bad it affected me.
4: I'm so sorry. And you're how old?
9: I'm 21 right now at the moment.
4: Okay. Well, you know, I I'm a very strong believer in prayer, and yes. what what we have to understand is that we all have a common enemy, and his name is Satan. Satan is the spiritual force behind birth control, population control, and he's trying to destroy the seed of man, and however he can do that, and devise that plan, and whoever he works through to get it done, that's his number one objective, is to destroy the seed of man. Remember in Genesis, I'll put enmity between your seed and her seed. And, of course, we know Jesus crushed the head of Satan, and, and he will uh, deal with him once and for all uh, when Jesus comes back. But I'm saying all this because we're under a spiritual attack to keep from producing life. And once we understand that our battle's not against flesh and bone, which it is, we have a lot of flesh that we need to go uh, deal with as far as this big, Uh, push on on, uh, Depo Rivera, birth control, and those kinds of things, abortion. But the spiritual root is the enemy of life. And and the reason why I bring this up is because now Debbie and Suzanne and uh, and CJ, uh, your wife, I think her name is Jill, Elaine, Kwame, uh, and I can't remember if I missed anybody that was on the call, um, but let's deal with this thing And the spiritual roots first And you, number one I, I had to go back into my life And repent for taking birth control uh, Because it's not God's plan So once so I, I repented And asked God to forgive me Then I cast out that spirit of death And then I was able to be cleansed of all unrighteousness And then I started praying and saying Satan I know what you're up to now I caught you robbing me now you're going to have to give right. me back my health. You have to give me back my prosperity. You have to give me back, you know, all these things that you've stolen from me. So I'm going to encourage you to really pray against the enemy who's a hater of your soul. He wants to kill you, and he's trying to kill you through the step of a death. And so now you've got to start praying against that. You will not take my health. You will not take my life. You will not take my Reproductivity. And just start saying it out loud, getting mad at him, and and, and, and start getting back what he has stolen from you, and then praying and for you know what he's given you.
3: Amen, Molly. Let's do this Amen. right now. And I'm gonna. Li- um, we may go a little bit into overtime, and it'll record it. But you know what we're getting ready to do? We're gonna pray right here yeah. and right now. Yeah. And if if anybody feels led to pray, I don't yeah. care, you know, how you pray. Just pray in the name of Jesus. That's what it's about, you know, because God is gonna do something. This show was ordained for a
4: reason. Amen. Thomas, can I for interject that? Can I interject that it's very important
3: yes, I've learn this
4: myself, to repent. Even if you didn't know, even if you were naive, we have to repent for doing something that would keep us from getting pregnant, no matter what the reason is, because the enemy is a liar, and he will deceive us. But God is quick to forgive, and then we are empowered to stop on the head of the enemy. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm, and, I'm sorry, I am I
3: filled still with a certain way to deal with this thing. No that's no problem. Ladies, um, you know, just you know, let me let me let me switch into my teacher teacher mode. Don't worry about the time because like I said, it'll record. It records. So here's the thing. When we repent of something, basically we're telling God, Father, we ask and we ask your forgiveness for what, we, for what we've done. See, God is not up there condemning us because if you, if you remember, according to the word, Jesus died for every sin, past, present, and future. When we repent, we have to acknowledge that Jesus died for that act that we just did. So when we repent, basically we're saying, God, we acknowledge that we did something that your son paid the price so that we would not have to suffer and that we ask you to draw us closer to you, we repent, we accept the forgiveness, and teach us and show us. Because, ladies, it's not about condemnation because God's not up there condemning us. It's the enemy. That is the reason why on my pro-life show on Fridays, me and my two other hosts, we never condemn post-abortive women. We don't do it. So what I would like for you all to do as we are praying, I want you all to repent and ask God, talk to the Lord in your own way, however you do it. That's your business, but just know that he is the one that holds the key to unlocking everything. Just know that he holds the key. Well, I hope you don't so, think
4: that I was trying to put any guilt on anybody that no no no, 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 I know,
3: I know, I know you wasn't, I know you wasn't.
4: Well, thank you for interjecting that. But I do, I do I know, know, you know about spiritual warfare prayer, and, uh, right. uh you know, we've been know you forgetting do. but when we, okay, when we repent out loud, we've already been forgiven. but when we repent because it comes to our knowledge, right. it opens the door for us to be more powerful in our prayer life against that thing.
3: Right, Exactly. So if anyone If anyone Any of you ladies CJ you want to pr- um, You know speak Anything on behalf of Of Jill? I'll start with You Debbie and we'll go down the Line and then we'll just pr- We'll just hit it and we'll just Pray okay.
0: yeah. Lord Jesus I pray that uh, You help all the women And All their pain to be released from the bodies and allow them to gain a better perspective on what's to come. Yes, allow Jesus to come into your life and release that pain. Lord Jesus, I pray for my wife and my family, all the women, to receive. Jesus, those are their bodies. Heal them, Lord. Allow them to feel the joy for what You have given us in life. Amen. Yes, Lord. Uh, Amen.
9: Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. No, no,
9: i am bless you
3: first. Debbie, you you feel like praying? You don't have to if if you don't if you don't feel like it. Because I'm a I'm a pray for anyone who feels led to pray. Hello? Molly, go ahead.
4: Father, we just thank you that you bring things to our remembrance so that we oh may be able to have a better understanding of how to pray against the enemy. Father, we yeah, have caught um, the enemy in trying to steal the life and health of these women who have been given a deadly toxic drug so that they may not enjoy life and reproductivity. And so now that you have shown us this and you brought this to our attention, teach us how to pray for our health. Teach us how to pray against the attack of the enemy who comes against yeah. our reproductive. Our reproductive lives And against our children Teach us more Give us the wisdom and how to how to take back What the enemy has stolen from us And Father we ask that you would guide us You have given us a testimony And Revelation 11 12 says We overcome him, Satan By the blood of the Lamb And the word of our testimony And we did not yes, love our own right. lives Even unto death Father I pray that you would guide these ladies and myself and Thomas and CJ and Kwame on how to expose the enemy of life, especially through this horrible drug, Debra Vivera, so that we may rescue those being led away to death, hold back those staggering towards slaughter. And, Father, I pray that you would give us wisdom on how we can use our testimony to craft and pass legislation that is really pro-woman and pro-life that will protect the life and health of women. Father, give us creativity. Give us wisdom and insight. Give Elaine favor as she is the spokesperson as you have put it upon her heart to expose this terrible drug and what it is doing to women around the country and around the world. Give her favor father with man and machine and with the money that she needs to accomplish what you have called her to do. I pray that you would call these listeners on this show to give of their resources so these women can travel and and be your spokesperson. Uh, as they expose the dangers of Depa Pavera. We pray yes, for your Lord. favor. And we thank you, Lord, for all of these witnesses that were here on Thomas' show tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would put a hedge of protection around them, and I pray that you would send legions upon legions of warring angels to battle on their behalf and keep them safe as they go forth in their life. I pray that you would restore the health of those who've um who suffered this terrible, terrible side effects of this drug. And most of all, I just thank you for your son. I thank you, Lord, that he um, has borne our our pain and our shame, our guilt on the cross, and that he was flying and killed, buried, and on the third day risen from the grave, and he's defeated sin and death. We thank you that you sent your son on our behalf that whoever calls upon his name shall be saved. And we thank you that you've loved us even before we loved you and sent Yeshua, Jesus, to be our Savior, our our Deliverer, and our Healer. In Jesus' name I pray.
3: Amen. And you know... (laughs) I'ma say I'ma say one more thing before I close us out in prayer because I'ma show you how cunning the enemy thinks he is. Earlier today I was talking to that that very special person who is very special in my life. And um we talked about this and I started asking her some questions. About, you know, about what happened to her, you know. And um she she um she wasn't on Depot that long. But anyway some things happened today. And um, I didn't know whether or not she was going to end up listening to this show. But let me tell you something. What the enemy intended for evil, God, God showed himself faithful. And um, I'm gonna say this: I know what Satan's trying to do, but you know what? As the Word of God says, there's no con- there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. One. Philippians 4:19. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And as, as Molly said, Revelations twelve eleven, they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus Christ, and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their life even unto death. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we glorify you. We give you honor and praise, Father God. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for this show tonight. Lord, I did not know what direction you was going to take this show, but you took it in the direction you wanted it. Father, thank you for the divine appointment the connection that has came about through this show tonight, Lord God. Father, we know that all we can do is trust you and step out in faith. The picture wasn't clear of what was going to happen, but I just felt led by you to invite Molly to this show when she when she accepted the invite just something well something being the holy spirit told me to invite her and now we see why father god we thank you for the heart of repentance in each and every one of these ladies for We know that you forgave us through Calvary But because of our building Our relationship with you We acknowledge our wrongdoing Where Abba Father can say I've taken care of that Father we know That your love has no description you said in Romans 5 8 you commended your love towards us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us we thank you for that Lord God we bless your name and to everyone who is listening Before you hang up, I got one special song that I dedicate to each and every one of you. And you will understand it as you listen to the words. So I ask you wholeheartedly just um, listen to the song, and when it ends, the show is over, And Elaine, I will be contacting you. We'll be making arrangements for you and Suzanne. Hopefully, Molly, you'll be able to come back. But listen to this song. It's called Mercy Said No. It's by CeCe Wyman. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. This show turned out tremendous. So listen to the song before you go. And... um, And we'll be back next week. And Father, you as usual, you have shown yourself to be real, true, and faithful. We love you and we bless you. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen.